Hello, you're listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, Sezzle, and Silk. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is a podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is September 29th, 2022. I'm your host, Ann Mazenga. And I'm Chris Walton. We are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of omni-channel retailing. Chris, yeah, Anne. how are you today? Dude, this beautiful fall day. I, I was just thinking that actually as we're as we're getting on the podcast here, like I was we're and if you're watching on video, which as many people told us at grocery shop, they actually like watching us on video because they, they get ads so to strange. our to our chemistry surprised. and our banter. Yeah, I know surprised. that was kind of funny. But um we're looking really fall in our color scheme today. I like know. we're very like muted. Like it's a very muted color palette we've got going on. You've got the orange traditional fall color. Is that what you I've call got this the, orange? Well, it's like orangish, right? It's I guess. it's, it's, it's like, like autumn brown. It's maybe. like a pumpkin. Maybe? Yeah, maybe a pumpkin. Yeah. Is it spicy too? It's a it's a it's a PSL <laughs> it's, sweater. It's yeah. a turtleneck too, because it's freaking cold here already. I know. It was a drastic change coming from Vegas back to Minneapolis. Yeah, do we actually have fall or did we go right oh, to God, winter? No. I think you we went right in, to winter. You've lived in Minnesota for 15 years and you still don't understand the simple fact that we do not have fall. It is like I know we don't have a spring, but I thought we had a fall. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's no, no, it's no. terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, I think we should just get to the headlines today. What do you think? I would tend to agree. I think that's the best idea. Because we hit bottom when we start talking about weather, right? <laughs> like, that's like that, that's like always the, so the, true. The nature of any bad conversation so when you true. talk about the weather. All right. Well, today's fast five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of Manifest. Where can you get unprecedented access to the people and technologies changing the way the world moves? Only at Manifest. And but that's not all. You can also expect thought leadership, networking, and of course, a little fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, that's right, Anne. A lot of fun. A S ton of fun, Anne, to be exact. Register now to join Anne and me at the show. It's January 31st to February 2nd. A special discounted link will be available in our show notes. And you can also learn more at Manifest. That's M-A-N-I-F-E dot S-T. That is the web address. Yes. And yeah. you will want to be where we think it's bad now, Chris. By January 31st, you're going to want to be hot and in Vegas. Yeah, you are. Yeah, especially, especially if you live in Minneapolis. All right. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on Sephora launching a same-day $49 subscription membership. Kroger testing an e-cart for self-service pickup. Trigo launching inventory management technology. IKEA announcing Connect Near You pickup points in collaboration with Tesco. But first, we take off with even more big news on the pickup front this week, this time from Walmart. And yes, if there was a theme for this week, I know, show, right? I, think I was saying it would the be same thing. Pickup. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many headlines this week that have to deal with making the pickup experience better. So let's get to it. Headline number one according to our friends at Retail Touchpoints, Walmart will launch three new returns options as part of its no concerns campaign to accommodate early holidays. I didn't even catch that. That's what they're calling it. No concerns I, campaign. I guess so. Wow. Uh, beginning in October, actually October 1st, this weekend, right. 2022, Walmart will introduce first an extended holiday guarantee returns period, allowing customers to return eligible purchases made on or after October 1st, 2022 through January 31st, 2023. Cool. The second curbside returns, which allows all customers to remain in their vehicles when returning items and three return pickup at home for Walmart plus members, Ooh. 
who will be able to schedule the pickup of eligible returns items in their app and then hand off returns without a box or label to delivery drivers for the retailer to process. It should also be noted that Walmart curbside returns and return pickup from home will launch in select stores during the first week of October and then will continue to expand to additional stores throughout the season. Chris. Yes. Are you going to sign up for Walmart Plus and have just leave stuff on your doorstep? Oh, wow. That, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I think, first of all, of all those things you said, the, 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 return, the, the return window totally makes sense. I love the Walmart Plus edition. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think it's a real benefit of signing up for the program that I'm guessing you probably really love, yep. as you just mentioned. But I imagine that there's a lot that you love about it. And it, it works within the flywheel. I love it. Mm-hmm. And John Furner talked about the Walmart flywheel for the first time yeah, on stage at Grocery Shop. Week. talked about yeah. that last week. So I think this, this totally makes sense. The other part of that that headline you just read, though, the part about curbside returns in all stores. Yeah, I'm a little hesitant to go all in sure. on that one. So in principle, I love the idea. Yeah. And we've long talked about wanting a retailer to do this. Mm-hmm. But I've said this before. It's a really, really complicated thing to do right. Absolutely. And at a good cost. And honestly, I think it feels a little aggressive at this point. Um, and it is. And when I say that because this isn't something that I would be, be debuting across all stores during the holidays. If you're going to do it, you should have it running in all stores from January to October, Yeah, which is probably why, if you listen to how you read that headline, it's probably why Walmart's hedging a little bit and saying it's going to roll out in some stores in October and then roll out to more stores throughout the year. That's their hedge to say, if all hell breaks loose with this, we're going to pull back. Because I have so many questions, Dan, like, how will you know how many returns are coming to your stores? Where will people park? How can, what, what all are people going to bring back? Like, are they going to bring back mattresses from the marketplace? Right. Like, and you're going to have people going through the crazy busyness of a Walmart parking lot. It just seems like that's a lot of hell and customer frustration that Walmart's in for here without really knowing this. So I applaud the idea, but I feel like it's an overreach at the end of the day. And people are doing that in general on curbside pickup, which I thought was an important point you noted too about the theme of the show. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's here. Yes, it's important coming out of the pandemic. Well, let's not rush into it and then have all this bad stuff happen. We start pulling back from innovation too, which tends to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's not clear. I wasn't able to see exactly how this happens. My guess is since the Walmart Plus returns are happening and being scheduled through the app that, you know, at some point in time, like similarly to, you know, how you're doing this on uh, the target app, the Walmart app, where you say, I, you have a list of the items you purchased. I want to return this. It's all happening in the app, but it's hopefully triggering the same way, which I think could is doable. Now the question again, which you've said multiple times is like, what happens when that return item is like a mattress or something giant? And like, are you prepared to, to take these from the car, even though it's a huge benefit to the customer? Like, I love this. I do still think there's a lot to pull off. Like you're saying, I think that's a great point, especially because, you know, like target announced that they were going to be doing this months ago. We still don't know about the pilots that are happening there. Great point. But if Walmart can pull this off, this is a huge, huge value add for customers. It's worthy of definitely worthy in my opinion of a Walmart plus subscription, but we'll have to see how it's executed. Come uh, the part of the the part of the pickups worthy of a Walmart plus subscription. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because generally that from where we're reading this, they're saying that the Walmart curbside returns available at every store, Exactly. Which, which, yeah, I don't know. My last point on this would be like, if you think about returns and how they work during the holidays, we've all seen the lines at the stores. Mm-hmm. They are like 30, 40 people deep. Yep. So where are you going to do that in the parking lot? And how are you going to coordinate that with people on your staff going to each of those cars and bringing those products back? That's a much much more time consuming and you have a staffing shortage too. much more time consuming, consuming process across all of your stores. 
And it's going to lead, I think, I just, I just think it's too aggressive. The staffing thing brings up a good point too. I mean, you have to have staff to execute this correctly too. And now you're in addition to all of the chaos of holiday training, like be prepared for black Friday, be prepared for out of stocks, be prepared for all the other things. Like now we're going to add in this new part of the equation, which I imagine a significant portion of your, your sales force or work force is going to be dedicated to this in order for it to be operationalized correctly. But I do think it could be done. The other part about this too, it's not the greatest experience for the employee too. And like, I'm thinking about this too. Like when I do a pickup order, the person's generally glad to be there. I'm bringing them in order. When I go out to somebody's car for a return, Mm -hmm. I don't have the safety of the in-store experience and everyone around that environment. That's when people are typically angry. And so having that happen in a parking lot is something that I don't think we as an industry totally understand yet either. Yes, I, I agree. I do think though, if they can do this in the app, this the way that we're doing this with Amazon right now, and it's as simple as here's my package, here's the return code. Like you're doing this at UPS for Amazon or Whole Foods yeah. for Amazon. Like this can be done if it's executed correctly. So we'll. But have there's to a lot that. of ifs in that, there's, and then you got to shape the demand, and the demand has you don't know when the demand's coming relative to pickup. So there's just so many questions I have about this. But let's keep moving on. Okay. But all great points, I think. Like I love that discussion. I thought it was great. Yeah. All right, Sephora. Headline number two, and Sephora has rolled out an unlimited same-day delivery men- membership. According to Retail Dive, the membership dubbed Sephora Same Day Unlimited, mm-hmm. through which shoppers can pay $49 per year for delivery on all purchases in as little as two hours. Customers can also try the program for free for 40 days. And 30 days. 30, 30 days. days. Did I say 40 don't, days? Yeah, not 40 days. I'm you don't thinking, get... This isn't Lent here. It's not Josh no. Hartnett movie. 40 no. days, 40 nights. And same day delivery is also available as a one-off on, on a one-off basis starting at $6.95, which is important to point out. And my question for you is this. This was your quote-unquote, we are definitely doing this headline yes. this week, end quote, headline. Yes. Why was that? So... I, I'm a Sephora customer, as you know, I mean, I, 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 from every trip I've ever taken with you, actually audience needs to know this. Every trip I've ever taken with you, we always go to a Sephora store, no matter Germany, France, doesn't matter. We're always in a Sephora store. There's always something that you need. And so I definitely see the value (laughs) in, yes, I, I, I need sunscreen. I, I could not bring my sunscreen. It got taken away in TSA. I need another (laughs) thing of sunscreen. I would love to have this service to be able to deliver that to my hotel room or wherever I am at home. Like mm. I know people are going to be like, is there really a beauty emergency? Like, yes, yes, there is. There are For sure there is. Yes. And you can attest to this. Like, Chris yes, knows. I've been side by side your beauty emergency. Yes. Okay. So I do think that this there's, yes, you could try a subscription. Why not? This makes sense. My only question is like, as a Sephora customer, when I also have same day delivery options from shipped, from Instacart, all these other things that are part of the options that Sephora is offering me. Am I going to pay half of that membership to ship, you know, $49 a year just to get two hour delivery from Sephora? Or does it make sense to have a larger like membership to a ship or an Instacart where I can get delivery covered for a hundred dollars a year from all of these, these providers? I think that's, that's a key thing to identify here. Then I'm also curious about Chris, like, what happens if brands start doing this direct? Like, is what what happens to the Instacarts and the ships? Like, if they yeah, pull, if Sephora a, pulls out of okay, well, now we're doing our own subscription. We're going to yep. hire our own drivers. We're going to do our own sourcing now. Like, what happens then? It does because that now you're losing the allure of the like ecosystem of brands that I can get delivery from through Shipped or Instacart. Yep, so great point. I'm I'm curious what happens here. 
I do think like third in line that there's a, there's kind of a Coles component to this in some regard or another, like how that kind of plays into the whole, do I need same day delivery when now Sephora is in 1100 Coles around the same place? Like, so I, I just, I have a lot of questions about this. I understand why Sephora is doing this, but I think that it, it's going to lead to a lot of, of things changing in the same day delivery space hmm. down the line. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think those are all really, I think those are all really good points. Um, you know, I think what the, I think the 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 piece I would add on top of it is I think I agree. I think it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. I think for a number of reasons, like like I say, I, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about subscription programs a lot on the show. Like, I generally I like them because it costs virtually nothing to try them. Right. And if you hook people, then kudos to you, and they're paying for you to do something mm-hmm. that you probably already were doing for them to some degree already, like six ninety five per delivery. Now right. you're getting them hooked, and you know they probably figured out the math on how to make that work. So so that's one angle I love, Anne. The second is, I think your point about Instacart is really interesting because the value of Instacart is there if you're a frequent Sephora shopper. Mm-hmm. And so there's the value in the subscription too, because say relative to those who are only using Instacart solely for Sephora, mm-hmm. right? Like for those people, they're going to get a value on this. If $49, they're going to be like, uh, I don't need my Instacart membership yeah. anymore. It's more expensive. But for, for Sephora, then there's still those people that are using Instacart to access other retailers right. who are going to see the premium in that. But then they're also going to see the availability of Sephora on the app. And they're going to say, oh, you know what? I'll still take Sephora this way from Instacart. Yeah. So it expands your audience as well. Mm -hmm. But net net, I think that to your point leads to less Instacart engagement from people over time. And I think you'll see more people go in this direction for the brands like you. You're a great example where you have a lot of loyalty to them and you'd rather just interact with them through their portal because it's easier. And mm-hmm. so net net, I don't see any downside for Sephora. And I potentially see a, l- a lot of downside to Instacart in the long run, long run as more retailers follow suit on this. What do you think, Chris? I mean, we know Sephora has worked with partners like delivery solutions to coordinate yeah. these because I, I don't think any brand can just up and start offering delivery. Like we've seen this in the grocery mm-hmm. space. Like it's very hard to do to coordinate the drivers to fulfill this kind of promise. But I mean, can other brands do this? Do you think yeah. they're in that ecosystem? Like do they, they, you know, they would have to coordinate with somebody, right? Like the yeah. go local Walmart people For or sure. like the delivery solutions or front door collective or something to like take on the those deliveries and manage that. Or, I mean, what goes, what more goes into this? I, well, I, I think it's as easy as, 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 as you're describing it is like, that's what we, that's why we've talked about delivery solutions a lot on the show. That's why, you know, we were excited to advise for them too, is like, it just it show it just makes the last mile delivery game a white label service, right. and that's what's so hard about this for Instacart and Shipt in the long run. Like, yeah, yeah, and my hunch is that one of those you know two providers, maybe DoorDash too, is providing the delivery for Sephora right. for this membership program, right. and they both said that on stage at yes. Shop Talk. They're both like, "We do white label delivery. We right. want everyone to know that." <laughs> but that's a very competitive kind of race to the bottom. So anyone can do this. Yeah, I mean, Walmart's got a subscription program. Sephora has it. You know, I'm sh- I, there's countless others that I can't even think about right now. Oh, the 7-Eleven has one, yeah, right? right? So anyone can do this. You just have to have the network in place and the foundation technologically to be able to do it and do it for you at a cost that works. Yeah. And a subscription helps you defray that cost. So like, again, there's no reason not to try this. And right. if it works, it takes you off the Instacart kind of uh, heroin too, in a lot yeah. of ways. It takes that needle out of your arm and says, you know, we don't need you anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. I think this is going to be, I mean, Sephora is a major player. People are going to be watching how this works out for them. And I, I'm excited to see kind of how, 
what the trickle down looks like of this. But yeah, it's a gr- it's a great call that you wanted the headline because it, it is kind of the first like shot across the bow here to this discussion that we're yeah. having. Of, yeah. Like I can do this myself. Yes. Yes. Well, let's go on to headline number three. Chris Kroger is piloting a temperature controlled cart that houses curbside pickup grocery orders for self-service customer retrieval. According to supermarket news, General Motors subsidiary Bright Drop said this week that Kroger will be the first customer to introduce the Trace Grocery e-cart into its e-commerce operations. The electric powered cart enables store associates to put orders directly into the unit and station at curbside for customers to pick up their groceries. After providing digital verification, customers can then open a designated drawer take out their items and be on their way. Bright Drop said that the upcoming rollout follows a pilot program with Kroger at stores in Kentucky in which the retailer saw a quote, noticeable <laughs> improvement, end quote, in the customer and associate experience as Bright Drop also reported that the cart decreased time to serve by up to 34%. Wow. Uh, Chris, this also yes. happens to be the AM CRG put you on the spot question. Um, so in addition to your thoughts on Kroger's pilot with Bright Drop and the uh, e-cart, I would like to know. Okay. Bring it. Along bring with it A&M CRG. Bring it an and AM and AM CRG. Bring it. Okay. If the operational specifics of the Trace Grocery e-cart work, this could be a highly effective way of reducing the marginal cost of curbside pickup. What's the next area of grocery that you'd like to see or think we'll see automated? replenishment picking or something else, Chris. Ooh, wow. Curveball question. Yeah. Wow. That guys, guys are so smart. Um, damn, that's like a mic drop question, actually. Oh God. Let me think about that for a second. And, um, all right, first of all, getting back to the story. I, I love this idea so much. Okay. Like, I just love it. Like this was my, my top pick. I think it was one of your top picks too, for the week, but it's definitely my top pick. Um, because it takes the idea of a pickup locker and it makes it mobile. So it can be placed anywhere it might need to be placed in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. I think that just so intuitively makes sense. And most importantly, it removes the labor requirement of a Kroger employee having to take an order out to a customer as soon as that customer pulls into the parking lot. Yep. And for that reason, I believe the statistics Bright Drop is sharing, at least directionally, because it also means probably less time for the shopper to then complete the pickup process because he can just walk up to the Mm e-cart, scan their mobile phone, and take their groceries out. Mm -hmm. So net-net, nothing not to love to me in this situation okay. with this idea. Now to the question, where will automation come next? Picking for sure. Yep. hundred percent. Cause you mentioned picking and replenishment yep. picking for sure. We've covered micro warehousing exhaustively on this yep. show. Everyone knows our feelings on that in-store replenishment. No way in hell. Like I don't see that coming in any way, shape or form in the next years, not even the next decades, because there's so many complexities that, and you can, you can get all geeked up about the, the arm picking robots with the suction cups, but I'm telling you, that's not going to happen. There's there's no, we're nowhere near that. There are three places I do think it's going to come. And we've talked a lot about these. We talked about them at grocery shop too on stage, but we haven't talked about them with this audience. And I think you'll see them either through robotics implementations or computer vision. And those are as follows shelf counting. Yep. You don't need people to do that job anymore. You can use technology to do that. It's a mundane job price maintenance as well without a doubt without yeah. a doubt especially if you incorporate i should also add electronic shelf labels into that yes. mix and then lastly the other part i'd say is checkout you're still going to see more efficiencies in checkout mm-hmm. meaning less people needing to do that job over time that is still going to come those are the three areas without i would point doubt. to that grocers should immediately focus on i you know what i was going to say what just because we you your panel at grocery shop was hilarious with dave stack of schnooks the deli. I want to see the deli automated. 
Oh, yeah. Because Dave Steck was talking about how they have this like the deli slicing, the meat slicer and how they're like have to have a red handle and a green handle because it's so dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Where else would I like to see automation or like who doesn't want their meat chub being cut with AI precision for the perfect thin slice? Why? Why does that need to still be done by people and put them in danger? Right. Like, yeah, if there's a way to do that, I agree with you. Like, why should yeah. you're definitely not going to see the return that yeah. you will? Um, I don't, I don't know how the robot labeled. would actually do that, but yeah, maybe. And I, I think it's a great idea. Um, okay. But I just have to say, I, I have some reservation on this. I do like the idea that you can put this cart in like, Oh, on the cart itself. On the cart okay, itself. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go back, back to the to cart. That. Yeah. Okay. I do have some reservation about it because I wonder how I want to see this actually in operation. There is nothing showing like what this looks like when you have three people going up to it at a time. Right. Um, it's winter time and the parking lot is being plowed like that. These those kinds of things like I have questions around. Um, but what I do like about it is that is the point you made earlier that we look at like your buy online pickup in store. We have these giant archways and like all these things right. that infrastructurally that are being built onto buildings to designate this buy online pickup in right. store area. But this cart could be a really simple way for even like a mom and pop grocer to make curbside pickup happen with like a flag and this robot. Like, and it could be if you need to have extended places, especially during like premium rush times like the holidays, where you can now like turn a part of your parking lot into a Bopus area without like any effort yeah. at all. I like I love that part of this and the flexibility. I just I wonder, I wonder what it's gonna be like if how well it's gonna work. You wonder I'm how to work in practice. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, but I think you bring up good points in terms of like why I don't like getting like out of my car. So you don't that, like getting out of your car. I don't like that, getting out of my car, especially with my kids mm, in there. And so like mm. the idea of waiting to me is kind of like, eh, I really like feeling like um, I'm like a, a baller, you know, mm. like here's my code. Just mm. put it in my trunk. That's interesting. That's an interesting angle. The, the customer friction side so of I not getting see, out of your car. That's I want to see what point. customers say about this. Yeah. That's all. Wow. Wait, that's, that's a great, great thing to think about. Wow. I got to think about that more. Man. All right. Well, let's keep rolling here. So headline number four. God, I'm loving this show. This is, I think there's, I feel like we're dropping a lot of knowledge today. So knowledge. Dropping knowledge. We're dropping, ballers. Dropping like it's hot. Ballers. Yeah. Six foot collar. What is it? Six foot shot collar. You should not try <laughs> rapping. I, mean, I don't remember who sings that song. All right. Check headline number four is that checkout free retail provider Trigo has launched a new inventory management technology off their very same platform. According to the grocer, the checkout free firm Trigo is crunching data drawn from its in-store cameras to track inventory in real time and alert retailers to empty shelves. Israeli-based computer vision company has revealed it is developing a system called Easy Stock, yes. which according to Trigo reduces, quote, laborious and often manual inventory management processes, shrinkage, stock taking and replenishment, end quote. Trigo is currently testing the solution with existing retail partners where it has many of the these experiences already working as checkout free experiences like mm-hmm. Reva and Netto in Germany, Aldi Nord in the Netherlands, and soon to open Wakefern Food in the United States. And what do you think on this one? I I really like this. I think that me for me, this is the, one of the biggest concerns I think we hear from people about implementing checkout free retail solutions is cost. Like right away, they're like, this is something that we're going to have to invest heavily in. We know it's coming, but like, when is the right time to make this Mm -hmm. move? And I think 
Trigo smartly here is saying, look, here's a way that you can, you can like crawl, walk, run yeah. into checkout right. free. Great analogy. First of all, let's get you, let's get this in there. Let's start getting some incremental revenue, um, because we're helping you track, like, let's put the, the, the cameras in, let's start tracking just like where your products are. Let's help with inventory visibility. Let's make the store more operationally efficient. Then when you're ready, you can also click and turn on checkout free retail yep. whenever and however you feel like your customers will best benefit from this. So I, I love this. I think it's a really smart play by Trigo and I'm excited to see, especially once Wakefern um, opens here in the States, how, you know, that's starting to affect the overall um, store operations and, and people's, I think, um, interest in jumping in for, right. to this technology. Right. Particularly in the U S market. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say, there's another element too, I think, that prevents people from jumping feet first into this versus yeah. dipping their toe in the water is the customer acclimation aspect yep. of it, which we've talked about on recent shows as well. Like right. You're asking your customers to shop your store differently. Yep. And that's sometimes a bridge too far for people. But for that reason, I'm the same as you. I love this idea. It's a great way for retailers to dip their toe into a checkout free retail future. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, I think the operational value of this concept of easy stock is going to be way more than people are even extrapolating at this point. Yeah. You get better pricing accuracy, better inventory accuracy, more confidence in your e-commerce orders that you're serving up both right. for delivery and pickup. And also here's another thing. You get a better understanding of your customer browse paths mm -hmm. to then serve up and correlate that data against your retail media networks that are also coming to the fore. Right. So yeah, there's a tons a of value streams that come off this. So I've said it before, I'll say it again. The just walk out technology is really the is really the most probably the least important part of a computer vision based retail experience. Mm -hmm. And for me, the best part, and going back to it, is you can do this in a way that's imperceptible to your customers. Trigo could come in and saw it today, whereas checkout free retail requires customer acclimation. Yep. So if I was a retailer, given Trigo's background with Tesco, Revo already, mm -hmm. multiple stores with them at this point, I'd be I'd be calling them and be like, okay. I want to, I want to pilot this. I want to understand what the system can right. do, get it in my store, at least one implementation and let's see what happens. Right. Like the value of that experiment is probably more valuable than any experiment you could run in your organization, in my opinion. Yeah. Even part of the store. I mean, even, right. even like right. just the, you know, I right. think the, the port, like the totally. grab and go food section, like, I don't know what would happen if you just test out that part and see like what, like you said, what customer patterns are, um, you know, seeing, a, a slight investment first. Like there's ways to do this, I guess, without just like you said, jumping, jumping in all the way and, and, uh, making the full investment. So right. all let's right. all dive into the shallow end of the pool. Let's actually dive into the deep end of the pool. Let's say for it. Why would we dive in the shallow end? No, I don't know why. That's why I was like, that's stupid. Let's dive into the deep end of the pool, right? Oh, speaking of pools, we're going to talk about <laughs> ponds. Um, we're going across okay. the pond right. for headline number five to close out this week. Ikea, Chris, announced that it will be collaborating with Tesco, who we mentioned in the last story again, uh, to expand on its existing Collect Near You offering, which provides Ooh. customers with more convenient, accessible, and affordable collection services across the UK. This is a first for the UK, the Collect Near You service that will launch in Blackburn on the 10th of October and is designed to offer customers the option of collecting an Ikea order from a designated area within their local Tesco car park. Which is parking lot for those here in the United States, Let's right? Just Anne? keep it car park. It sounds much better. Okay. Um, <laughs> when placing an order online, customers simply go through the usual checkout option and select the Collect Near You service for their local Tesco. Then follow 
Follow IKEA click and collect signage with designated Tesco car parks on their chosen date and time for pickup and meet with a delivery driver and a vehicle who will hand their order over to them. The concept is currently live in Denmark and Portugal and Ikea and Tesco will run the pilot for an initial period of six months in the UK with orders over $200 free. 200 pounds. Sorry, 200 pounds, are, which will be free to collect and $10, 10 pounds. My goodness. <laughs> it's hard. Car parks, pounds. How are I'm so we- used to saying it. It's tough. Um, so 10 pounds for all other orders, $200 and above free, 200 yep. pounds and above free, 200 <laughs> pounds and above free, 10 pounds for all other orders. Yes, you got it. Um, Tell her what she's won, Bob. An additional, <laughs> and six additional UK Tesco collection points are set to come online soon after this first Blackburn launch. Chris, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Well, I, I'll help you out. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I- Ikeas are typically very difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to have products shipped to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not give your customers a way to meet you in the middle, say at the parking lot of your local grocery store, for example, it's an idea that I think is equally applicable to grocers over here in the States yep. across many product categories outside of home furnishings, which sadly to me means if we're seeing it overseas in the UK, it'll be another 10 or 15 years before the idea yeah. hits the United States. Sad, but true. I hate to say it, but yeah, that's my take on it. It's probably really smart. It'll take 10 to 20 years before we see in the United States. What do you oh, think? I hope not. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. Um, I, Ikea has a really great BOPUS experience. Like if you've done it already. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is just the most brilliant next step. The friction of, of getting to an Ikea, which I think is the biggest hurdle for most people is now removed. And I think Chris, if this does come to the States, I think this could be a very big threat to the Target and Walmart of Walmarts of the world for home furnishings. For home furnishings. Yeah, I agree. Because if if IKEA were more convenient for people, I think that we'd see a lot more shopping for things like you know textiles and towels and home other home furnishings frames, like all these things that Target and Walmart have really like built a, a business on. I think that totally changes if I can now pick this up from the parking lot. Um, or meet a delivery driver in the parking lot of my local grocery store that I'm coming to, uh, you know, every day. I think this really changes the idea of the one-stop shop um, and what that means. And it doesn't have to be all in one building. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that point. Like having run home furnishings for target.com and, and actually parts of omni-channel target merchandising as well. Like that was always my thing is like our our linchpin to our strategy, in my opinion, was to be the most accessible home furnishings retailer out there because of yeah. the number of stores that you have. Right. And yeah, if, if Ikea could do this with a grocer, Ikeas aren't everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this gives people access and says, hey, why don't I try this and see what I can get from them? And yeah, that would make a dent. And it'd be a very effective strategy for Ikea to try to deploy it if they can work out the kinks. I love that point. Yeah. It's great. And, and if you think about two of them, I guess Ikea going into these smaller format stores, like if they can mm-hmm. have the drivers being able to pick up, not from the giant Ikea, but they could also use these smaller format Ikeas as like satellite pickup locations mm-hmm. and delivery locations, which we know they're already doing for customers. Like, I don't know. I think this could be big. Yeah. The U S market is interesting because of the population density relative overseas. So yeah, there's lots of ways you could skin that cat yeah. to your point, but yeah. Anyway, fun to think about though. This is a great show. There's like a lot of exciting topics on curbside pickup, which yeah. is the topic du jour these days. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Let's go to the lightning round, Chris. Okay. According to the wall street journal, Trader Joe's is dealing with a rash of orders for seasonal products like pumpkin ice cream or Carolina gold potato chips. Chris, if I caught you filling Why? your cart with all of one Trader Joe's product, what would it be? Oh, God. Oh, man. 
Sorry to disappoint everyone, but Trader Joe's not my favorite retail experience. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't well, like it okay. at all. Yeah, retail experience, fine. But I don't, I just don't like it. I just you don't it, have a favorite Trader Joe's product. No, I don't. I don't what? at all. No, I don't. I just, I, the whole private label thing just drives me nuts. Mm. And it's like it's anyway. But I mean, for me, it'd be the the mini pancakes. My kids love their mini pancakes. Oh. My wife made me go there yesterday. Actually, hopefully she's listening. But yeah, it's not my favorite place to go. Oh but, my god! Uh, what I probably the- get a lot of nasty fan mail for it. But then there's no reason for it. I just don't. I just don't enjoy it that. Oh my much. god! The Bomba. They have Bomba. Like Bom- ever since we went to Israel. Oh, they, they have Bomba. Bomba. Yeah, and sometimes they don't have it, Ooh. and it's maddening. It's Ooh, so really. Yeah. Oh, I have they to check also that have out. Chocolate covered Bomba. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's It'll it's life changing. All right. Well, sure. I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot. Um, all right. And Hugh Jackman is reportedly reprising his role, his role, his role as Wolverine in the upcoming Deadpool three. Who do you like better in Spanish? Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds? Oh, probably Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah. There is a movie he was in. Is it an age thing or is it just like a. No, just I just have always Reynolds had a thing. thing. I don't want to actually like hang out with him or listen to him talk. But as a person <laughs> in spandex, like it would be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. For me. All right. Um, okay, Chris, EDM music star Marshmallow has teamed up with <laughs> Crux on a limited edition of air fryers sold exclusively at Best Buy. So I know, uh, I know better than to ask you if you know any Marshmallow songs. <laughs> You're right. Um, You're, so I want to know what is your go-to air fryer dish? Ooh, oh, ooh, ooh. I know you guys are big so, fans yeah, of the we, air fryer. We, are. we got an air fryer a long time ago, actually. So staples, buffalo wings, and um, French fries. Okay. But the one that actually is sneaky, in bacon your oh. bacon tastes better in an air fryer than in any other way of cooking it i, feel I like swear that's to a god 1950s bacon commercial bacon tastes better in an air fryer <laughs> crux and now marshmallow is just gonna be like that's fuzzy bear all right uh james earl jones is officially retired from providing the voice of darth vader but he's approved the high-tech recreation of his voice for future star wars projects through ai and where does I am your father rank in terms of all time movie quotes? Top 10, top 50, not even on the scoreboard. Indulge us, please. Um, I've, it's got to be top 10, right? Is it top 10? I think I think I think I it mean, might be number one. Y- yeah. Maybe. The most recognizable movie quote in history. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's totally your category. Some but I would say ones you could throw in there maybe. Yeah, but. I would say for sure. Top 10. That's good to see. Good to see you coming around on that. Oh, I'm not coming around on Star Wars at all. But I top 10, like I can acknowledge that that's a you acknowledge well-known. its pop culture impact yes. on society. All right. Yes. Good to know. I'll take that. All right. That wraps us up today. Happy birthday to Erica Alaniac, Ian McShane, and the woman who in the span of two years played Lacey Underall in Caddyshack and Yori in Tron. <laughs> Great. Cindy Morgan. I know not one of these names. I could not tell you. You know who Erica Alaniac is, too. No. And, okay, I know you know who Ian McShane is because did you ever watch Jesus of Nazareth in Totino Grace? Yeah. Remember that old movie? Yeah. He played Judas Iscariot. God, I yeah. gotta look that. Yeah, up. see, you know, but you know, I know you've seen him because you've seen okay. that movie probably like a hundred okay. times. All right, and remember, if you can read or only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omni Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news, and our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day, and also features special content exclusive to us, and it's all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. Almost obsessively so at times, and Sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. 
And from all of us here at OmniTalk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. It helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more. 